Welcome to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Now put aside everything you think you know about business practices today and stay right here for the next hour as you're sure to find some surprises and wisdom to help you play the business game right. Now, here is your host, Peter Feinstein. Welcome back to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Today, and like every week we do, uh, we look at businesses and people through the eyes of our special guests. Our goal is to entertain you with bold and the brash, challenge your point of view, by bringing you wildly successful people who really know what they're talking about, not because they talk about it, but because they live it and they breathe it every day. No posers here, only folks who talk the talk, and like I said, more importantly, walk the walk. Today's show is all about finding gratitude in life's challenges, and um, I've kind of given it a, uh, a like a hyphen, um, love rules, because um, you don't want to say no rules, and with it being business rules, I thought, eh, we'll shift it a little bit, and we'll just call it love rules. Life is hard. Someone famous said that a long time ago. I don't know who. I don't think it was Luke Skywalker, but... Uh, you know what? In the end, it's really only as hard as you can make it up to be. Do you believe that? I do. Whatever stories I tell myself is what I believe life is all about at that moment. The good news in all of this is I have the power to change my mind at any time in an instant. My guest this week, Dave Katz, is an expert on gratitude, but not in some theoretical way. Dave's expertise comes from experience. Experience in converting challenges into gratitude. And I can tell you, um, I know Dave extremely well for many, many years. Um, gosh, we're cruising on a couple of decades, which is, which is really cool. And you can say hi and yes and stuff. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> people 19, can't hear your head nodding. <laughs> 19 years now? Yeah. Yeah, 19 years. Um, and, uh, and Dave's, uh, like I said, Dave's expertise comes from experience. And, um, and I can tell you, uh, you know, it may sound daunting, and Dave, uh, while Dave may be a brilliant guy, um, the truth is he's no more brilliant than you or I. So when I tell you that um, he's done it, you can do it too. Gratitude is definitely a choice, and it's a frame of mind. Um, and that's the point of today's show, to help you see that you can choose gratitude instead of resentment or fear, and how using gratitude can help you overcome any challenges that come your way. And we'll be real about it, too. It's not something where we're going to talk about being perfect and living perfect lives and always being at peace, because that's nonsense. That's not true for me. Um, and you know that because we've spoken about it many times sitting here together. Um, so, Dave... Excuse me, Dave and I are going to be sharing things that we're working on today that literally beg for our gratitude. I am, uh, I am grateful, actually, that uh, you're here listening. And Dave, I'm, uh, I'm equally grateful for you here today. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. I'm grateful to be here as well. Absolutely. So a little bit of background on Dave. Um, you know, Dave and I have been friends for, for going on 19 years, which is a long time. Um, and the friendship has been uh, really a, a great, uh, just a great affirmation of love and gratitude in its own right. Um, and that's really cool. But rather than, uh, rather than just be here um, and look at the past 19 years, giving you a little bit of, uh, a little bit of um, uh, breadth and painting a picture of Dave, um, Dave is a photographer. He's a video producer. 
a self-described tech geek and animal lover. Um, ever since I've known Dave, he has had um, any one, any number from one to uh, several, six, <laughs> six animals. <laughs> um, you know, the thing about Dave is I find him um, as a spiritual being having a human experience. And I know that I've shared that with you before um, as a truth about myself as well. Dave is, <coughs> excuse me, owner of Bullseye Video and Photo since 2001, a company specializing in video production and photography. Dave is also the owner of Pawtastic Pictures, that's P-A-W-tastic pictures, <laughs> since 2016, a company specializing in pet photography. So that's the really big picture of you right now. Um, take us back, you know, where are you from? I, uh, okay, well, going back. Yeah, uh, where'd you grow uh, up? Back into the 70s. Go way, way back machine here. I uh, was born in Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. I grew up in southern New Jersey. Um, most of my time back there in a, in a, a small town called Cherry Hill, just across the river from Philly. And uh, I actually moved out to Arizona back in 1988. Oh. So we're coming up this August. It'll be 30 years. Oh, my goodness. So I've been here for just a little bit of time. What brought you out to, uh, to Phoenix? Well, it's funny. I, I tell people, uh, I tell the story, I want to get as far away from home in New Jersey as possible. And my mom thought California was going to fall in the ocean, so I ended up in Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> and just think, if she had been true, wow, the shoreline, ooh, baby. <laughs> I know. We still have discussions about that. I mean, I, look, it's been 30 years. Callie's still here. so. Yeah. <laughs> But it all worked out the way it was supposed to. I, I love, uh, I'm a big fan of sunshine and warmer weather. And so um, I really enjoyed my time out here and can't believe that it's been 30 years. They're coming up on 30 years here in a couple months. Yeah, that's, uh, it's, it is remarkable how time flies, regardless of the circumstances. It doesn't matter, you know, it can be fun or not. And hmm. it's still just boom. So what were you like in high school? Wow, very different person. Um, I was pretty much a loner back then. I uh, was very quiet, shy, reserved, which people that know me now don't, <laughs> don't believe that. I don't believe that. <laughs> well, I think part of it's coming into your own, too. Um, you know, we all, I'm sure you would agree that, you know, we change as we, as we go through life and we learn things. We become, we get more and more experiences, um, start to figure things out. And so for me, back in that, that phase, I was just very uh, quiet, like I said, shy. I didn't have a lot of friends in my town. Actually, the next town over, um, I lived on the border with a town called Marlton, and there was a lot of people there that I was friends with. They're more down to earth. I connected more with them. Um, and then when I moved out here and went to ASU, uh, that's where I sort of came out of my shell and had the first year with all the uh, typical freshman party experiences and, uh, uh -huh. yeah, and just <laughs> continued to grow from there. So. We had uh, we actually had remarkably similar experiences in that where uh, the town that I grew up in, um, little tiny Glen Rock, literally two square miles, um, it was just itty bitty, and I got along with virtually no one in my high school class. Um, well, I wouldn't say I didn't get along with; they weren't my friends. They were people I hung out with and, you know, and was in school with. All of my close friends were in the town next door in Fairlawn. And so I remember, you know, telling my parents, it's like, why did you move us here? You had any place to choose from, and Fairlawn is so much nicer. <laughs> and I always got this blank look from them, like, 
Um, I don't know. Because <laughs> we did. Well, yeah. And, and then the truth of, you know, it's reality. Deal with it comes up. But you know what? That was in my preteen and teenage years when I had zero connection to, uh, to how things were. Um, I was constantly in a state of wanting things to be different than they were. Um, so that's, uh, that's kind of interesting that you were quiet, shy, and reserved in high school. Um, it sounds like you've, um, you've shifted some from maybe being um, uh, not completely comfortable with yourself to being uh, much more comfortable with yourself. That'd be correct. Actually, uh, a big part of the transformation came sort of in the time we met each other. Mm-hmm. So around 99, 2000, I became very unhappy with life and, and what was going on, who I was. And, and uh, I'd started on a spiritual journey probably like a year or so before, or no, a couple of years before that. But then I just realized it was all part of my path. And there were some things that happened that got me to sort of a very dark, low place in my life and got me to look at, at some solutions and some things to try. And um, at that point, I started working a, a spiritual, uh, working on my spiritual journey and a path of recovery and in life in general. And, uh, and it's amazing how much that has impacted and changed my life over the last, well, almost 20 years. How well do you remember the very first spiritually oriented thing uh, that you came across that resonated with you? Really well, actually. Um, it goes back to 1995, I want to say. Um, I was working, actually, for a TV station here in town. Uh-huh. And uh, the, uh, without going into too much detail, I, was, I had approached them about trying to make some adjustments so I could continue to work there because things just were not working right for me at the time, uh, financially, job-wise, and some other things. And anyway... Um, was basically told by the new general manager that it was best for me to leave, even in the nicest possible way. <laughs> uh, but Been I was just there, done that. Go yeah, ahead. <laughs> and I came to this point of like, okay, I was, I was sort of dumbfounded and didn't know what I was going to do. And, and then this uh, client came in the next day. One of the jobs I did was I edited commercials with uh, with the clients of the TV station. He came in and asked how I liked it there, and I I, I lied because he was a client. So <laughs> I was like, it's great. You know, I couldn't tell him, well, I, I, I'm not very happy right now. I want to leave this place after what they just did. <laughs> anyway, when he mentioned a book, uh, The Celestine Prophecy oh. um, by um, James Renfield. And uh, I think that's the correct author. I'm trying to... And, not uh, sure. Uh, and the last name is Redfield. Uh, and anyway, um, and so... I read that book, and it's it's a fictional book, but it's it's got a spiritual message, and essentially the message is everything happens for a reason and happens for the best, or at least that's what I took out of it. And uh, found this guy, you know, going after me, approaching me, uh, and offering me a job doing sales for him in media, but also producing commercials, which I had a background in, and it was a huge risk. Um, and it was just I looked at how everything happened. If he had approached me just even two weeks before, I would have said no, 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 no chance in hell. And then after I had this conversation with the general manager, just I watched everything lined up, and I saw there was uh, something bigger than myself at, at play there. And uh, so yeah, that's what I would say first started it. That's what I when I think back to that first experience um, would be back then. And like I said, ninety, I think ninety five. And uh, so that's cool. And yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm always interested in hearing people's first taste of um, of that that realization that there's something bigger 
them themselves. Um, something, and and that there's a guiding a guiding force and principle, and that everything happens for a reason. Which I mean, that, that's a very cool story to tie that all together, especially being able to look at it in retrospect. It's like, oh, okay, so now I can have some faith about other things. So let's uh, go ahead. Right, and that's that's the challenge. It's it's good to remember to to stay in that because um, I've seen that. You know, there's a lot of things in my life that I could say here that haven't been pleasant experiences. I've been very trying, have been painful emotionally, physically. Um, but then, you know, there's that one side, the, the ego, I think, that comes up and says, well, I wish that hadn't happened. But then on the other side, realizing it, that all those things had to happen to bring me to be sitting here right now today. And yeah. if they hadn't happened, you know, who knows where my life would have been. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think about that sometimes with certain things, but but uh, but yeah, just realizing that there was this whole path, and and just seeing, especially with the challenges in life, it's like, oh, that had to happen, so I would understand this lesson, so I could move on to the next thing, or so I could progress in life, so I could become unstuck for a number of different reasons. So, let's jump ahead to sometime fairly recent, because um, you know we're in a light mode and a light mood. Um, what's What's the funniest thing that's happened to you recently? The funniest thing that's happened to me? Thinking, thinking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's been a, it's a sort of a challenging week, so <laughs> <laughs> particularly funny. Uh, let's see. Um, I don't. I. Uh, I don't know. I'm drawing a blank on that one <laughs> right now. <laughs> to come back to that question. Okay. Well, you know, well, hey, we'll we'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. Um, I think I like to use humor often to connect with gratitude. Um, and uh, how how do you define gratitude? So that's a really good question and part of the reason why I'm here today. You know, I, I used to look – I first got introduced to the concept of gratitude back in again, around 2099 when, when we met. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a girlfriend at the time who got me started on the gratitude journal. And so every day I would write down 10 things I was grateful for in, in this journal I had. Um, I thought it was always just things you perceived as positives, you know, the things that were you were happy about in life. And it wasn't until I'd say it's about four years ago that whole thing took a major um, paradigm shift. And uh, uh, Deepak Chopra, who I've been a big fan of for probably about 20 years as well, he was doing an online meditation series with Oprah Winfrey. They've done a few, actually. Oh, yeah. And uh, I love listening to those, would download and listen to them every day. And there was one where he had a very different take on gratitude. And uh, and so he talked about, you know, instead of looking just at the things we perceive as positive, to look at the things, that the challenges in life, you know, and find gratitude in those. Um, even death, you mm-hmm. know, physical illness, medical issues, loss. Uh, and that was... Yeah, that was huge for me to start looking at that and, and to realize that, you know, when I finally started to practice it, how powerful it was. Um, because, I mean, really, you know, they say perception is reality and it's all how I perceive things. I can choose to think, uh, you know, two people could experience the same exact situation and, and they could have two different viewpoints on it. One could think it's the best thing to ever happen to them and the other person could think it's the worst thing to ever happen to them. We're coming up against a break and um, that's actually – the perfect jumping off point because it's something where I want to get into talking a little bit more about reactivity and taking actual circumstances um, as much or as little as you or I care to share 
and the different ways that we've reacted to them or responded to them, sometimes with fear, sometimes with gratitude. Um, we are, uh, we're closing in on the time to do a little bit of business. Um, you know, if you're going to be like me, um, I think I'm gonna probably going to stand up. I don't think I'm going to have another cup of coffee this morning because I've already had one. And if you saw how fast my lips were moving, even though I'm only saying the words that I'm saying, you would know it to be true. Um, stay here. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in two minutes. You should be too. what makes the most successful people tick keep listening to the voice america empowerment channel voiceamericaempowerment.com what if you could save 55 percent or more on your tv advertising we're higher power marketing and we can probably save you at least 55 percent on your tv ad buys don't believe me that's okay just go to hpowermarketing.com and see and hear real success stories from real clients. Then ask us to show you how we can save you money too. Go to hpowermarketing.com. That's hpowermarketing.com. Exceptional media for less. That's hpowermarketing.com. If you think half of your company's advertising is working, but you're not sure which half, we can help. We're Higher Power Marketing, and we help our clients identify which advertising works and which is wasting their money. And then we fix what's broken so they can get more bang from their advertising buck. If you're not sure which half of your advertising is working, call Higher Power Marketing for help at 800-300-9124. That's 800-300-9124. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You're tuned in to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Reach out to us with questions and comments at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or connect with Peter via email. The address is businessrules at hpowermarketing.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. My guest this week, Dave Katz. Dave is a... uh, 
a videographer, video producer, tech geek, animal lover, dogs, cats, ferrets, boy, um, anything else? Not snakes. No. no. <laughs> Mostly fur, fur yeah. animals the last Fur bear and critters. <laughs> I did have lizards when I was a kid, though. But... I had gerbils and, and goldfish. Gold, hamsters gold and, gold, and fish yeah. too. Yeah, goldfish were fun. <laughs> <laughs> so just before the break, you were you were talking a little bit about um, about gratitude and the definition and how you come to how you came to it, um, and then you you touched on um, circumstances and you know the the different uh, the different circumstances that would come up and how you could uh, react or respond to them. So I want to talk about that a little bit. Um, so let's talk, and again, you know, it's something where, you know, as much or as little um, detail as you want to share, what are some of the things that have happened in your life, and what have been some, some of your different reactions to them? Oh, wow. Well, it, you know, I could say there's a reaction when it happened, and the reaction <laughs> looking at it through the filter of how I, how I define gratitude now. Processed so, it. Right. How I, well, well, no, but processed later on. I yeah, say. Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, like, yeah. for, like, perfect example, uh, you know, I was married for a short time, um, divorced, actually, before we met, so it's been, like, 20 years now, and, mm-hmm. and looked at that. That was a very painful experience at the time. Um, but looking back and where I've grown to now, I look at, you know, I have a lot of gratitude for that experience. Even being through difficult relationships, breakups, um, you know, ailments, things like that, uh, so I, I go back and revisit some of those things because, we, you know, we have these tapes that play in our head and we keep telling ourselves that version of the story and it goes throughout your whole life. And, you know, and, but we have the ability to change it, you know, and it's like, wow, that was a big eye opener. <laughs> I don't yeah. have to keep believing this crap and this, this you know, or um, as, a, as a friend of mine used to say, it's like, you know, we go, we play these movies in our mind again and again and. You know, you can choose to walk out. Well, since I do video production, I can choose to edit that movie and, <laughs> <laughs> or edit, edit that, that, that video that's going through my head. I'm like, let's change this here. Let's change the narration, the soundtrack to it, you know, because uh, the events are the events. Uh, but just it's the way I perceive it, the way I, I if I'm accepting of it or if I'm not accepting of it. And so, yeah, that's why I've gone back and, and seen a lot of things differently. Like, in, you know, talking about relationships, again, a relationship I, that ended about five years ago that um, brought me to a place of, of great pain. And I was not very comfortable at all going through that pain. It was some of the most intense pain of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but then after having a shift, you know, and, and looking at things differently from a lens of gratitude, I actually am really grateful for that and having gone through it because it changed things in me that helped finally it, it ended a cycle in my life that had been going on for 15 years that actually started with my ex-wife that I was mentioning and I just kept repeating you know the definition of insanity which I know you know but we'll say out there anyways doing the same thing over and over again expecting a different outcome and I've been insane most of my life so wait, wait what 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 <laughs> newsflash <laughs> yeah sign me up because yeah, well never mind <laughs> yeah. we'll save that for later um, but you know so so just realizing it's like you know, it took time to get through that and to look back at it, you know, and give it some time to have passed. But also, as I continue to have different experiences in life, it's like, wow, that really was a great thing. You know, it, it's for me, unfortunately, a lot of times in my life, it's taken great pain for me to learn lessons. And that's starting to change now the last few years, I'm, I'm very grateful to say. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But, um, 
But yeah, it used to take, you know, it was in, until the pain of staying the same was greater than the pain of change. I'd have a lot of pain to motivate me to change certain things. And as a result, that's caused challenges in my life. You know, I've, I've allowed things to happen that uh, made my life more difficult for me. And, and taking responsibility for that, too, it's like, yeah, it's this guy. It's not that, you know, life is unfair or God's doing this or that. It's like, no, you know, I'm, I'm, choose, I'm making these choices, and these are the results of my choices. And, uh, and so I can choose differently next time, uh, hopefully, if I'm in a similar situation. Um, I'm sorry, I got a little off track there because you're talking about... Uh, no, that's, that's okay. It was just the circumstances and, and how, you, how, you, uh, how you process um, and, and go from uh, a fear reaction to a gratitude, uh, a gratitude response. And um, have you, um, <clears throat> excuse me, have you seen, um, or I would say, you know, in the process of processing, um, because I know in my life... Um, things would hit me literally and figuratively <laughs> yeah exactly and um and you know my reaction was pretty uniformly negative and um and i i would get stuck in that i would run those storylines um that life is hard uh storyline and i would i would weave all kinds of other stuff into it with it, um, making it even more intense. Um, and I did that and, you know, and, and the level of intensity of, of pain and discomfort would ratchet up for me over the years. And, uh, you know, by the time I did my fourth step in my recovery, in my 12 steps, um, I found that I was one extremely angry person. Mm-hmm. And I mean, hundreds of resentments, and um, and it's something where uh, doing that uh, that actual exercise um, helped me see all the ways in which um, I did it to myself. You know, you said life. You know, life can be hard, um, and how we choose it. What's happened with you? in uh, either the speed or um, the time frame during which you're able to uh, shift that gear, recognize uh, the reactivity, the painful reaction, and move to a, an element of gratitude? Good question. It, it all depends, you know, because uh, I am not perfect, despite what I try to tell myself Wait sometimes. Wait a minute. I'm stopping this show right now. And the show, it's all messed up now. You know, there, there's times I'm, I'm much better at it than, than others. Um, I can tell you one that really stood out, and because I've done similar work in my life too, and, and looking at, you know, my, my defects, my beliefs, my, my defective belief system, um, and, and seeing that and, and being able to modify that, as we talked about, that that's helps a lot when I am connected and when I'm present. And so a great example... Um, you know most of the story, but this two years ago, this July, I was in a car accident that uh, that changed my life forever. And I was driving along my my business home business was going to Fourth of July weekend, doing about forty five, and this kid pulls out across that thought for some reason that I was going to stop because there was a red light down the way. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, and so anyway, so I end up you know hitting him, and um, there was a lot of 
damage done vehicles. We both got up and walked away at the time, but I realized I had gotten a, a mild traumatic brain injury from it, along with some physical injuries as well. And even in that moment, um, in the old, the old mindset, I would have been just pissed off at this kid. And I would just been angry because I used to be angry a lot too. And, and the interesting thing is we, at least for me, I would tell myself I wasn't an angry person. Mm-hmm. And I just had that uh, reinforced or actually reminded this week too. Um, in a little sidebar, there's someone I just reconnected with that I hadn't seen in about seven or eight years. And she hired me to do some, a shoot on Monday. And uh, we we're talking about some of the changes in life. And she happened to mention that like back then when she last saw me, I was very angry and I would you know, anger easily. And um, I felt a lot of remorse and sadness around that, you know, cause it, but also realizing that part of it I just wasn't aware at the time. And she just commented, you know, that I'm such a different person now. Uh-huh. Yeah, which was cool on that side. I'm glad to hear, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do my best now and now that I'm more aware of it and made changes. Things are different um, on a daily basis, although I still, you know, still make mistakes too. Uh, but anyway, so just looking at the shift in, in gratitude, you know, when this accident first happened, my concern was that he was okay, that we get us off to the side of the road, that, you know, we were, we're both, I was grateful that we were both able to walk away from it. I mean, we didn't have to go to the hospital that day. Sure. Um, and I just, I, I commented on some people, uh, with some people I, I spoke to about that, because in the past, I just, I would have been angry. I would have been like, what the hell were you thinking? Why do you do this? doing this to me, I'm the victim, poor as me. It's like this kid didn't intend to run out, you know, drive out in front of my car and then have his car become a stopping block and, you know, get totaled. And also I was grateful too because I T-boned him and he was just starting to turn. And so since he had turned, I missed hitting him where he was sitting by a couple feet. And so, yeah, so I was very grateful for that too because it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. Um, And then just started looking at, okay, what can I be grateful for in this experience? And, and then it, 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 from there, it just sort of snowballed because I didn't realize that I, the extent of the, the injuries I had. I was a little out of and disoriented, but I had my wits about me enough to, you know, call the police to get information from him to, you know, to get to the side of the roadway to wait well for the police and such. And then over the next few weeks, I started having different challenges. Um, I started having impulse control issues, um, actually anger came up really big and I am a pretty peaceful person now I mean, I, I pray meditate every day and I, I like my serenity and so I was like what the hell is going on here <laughs> you know um, and then some other things you know vision issues which was the most concerning um, you know all of a sudden my vision was going blurry and I was having trouble with light sources and then hearing issues too yeah. um, which I'm I'm actually glad to hear that. It's realized I did not having today. I have a version of tinnitus now. So when voices are processed through speakers, such as the headphones we're wearing oh, or yeah. a phone, yep. certain tones are very painful and they're <sighs> like nails on a chalkboard. And so it can be like Russian roulette when I answer the phone now. I never know if I'm going to be able to you know, be pain-free in a phone call. <laughs> do, you, and, do you brace for that? Um, or, or do you just stay, you're in the moment and you don't think about it and, and whatever happens whatever happens, happens. Yeah, I I try to stay in the moment with it. Um, One of the things I do less now, it's like I used to be big on using my headphones, my earbuds when I talk on the phone. Uh And now I try to go to speakerphone more because it's safer that way. So that takes away some of the the concern. Sure. And if it has been the earbuds where it was painful, I just pull one out right away, sometimes adjust the volume. 
because that still does happen sometimes. Like one of the biggest things that triggers me, I don't know why, is the female voices on voicemail systems on people's phones. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. There's certain carriers. And <laughs> actually, I, I should pay attention to which ones. But that's a thing because it's been an issue. For, I mean, I've done treatments and it's gotten a lot better, but it has, I don't think it'll ever completely heal. And so realizing, like, just do my own experiments or observations, it's like when people talk, if, if you were in your car and you were on Bluetooth, mm-hmm. that would hurt. There's something about Bluetooth just changes the frequency a little oh, bit, yeah. and that causes issues. Yeah. Um, even like I had a friend one day was talking, he was walking around somewhere, and all of a sudden his voice was bouncing off a mirror, and I could just tell right away that something changed because all of a sudden, you know, I was having pain. Wow. I'm like, yeah. what? What did you just? Where did you move? What did you just do? <laughs> so that's one thing I've got gratitude for too. I got a lot of understanding, better understanding around that. Um, but back to what you know, it just I had a lot of issues going on. I mean, I had I had. Uh, spine issues as well, damage to my tendon in my right arm, which is my shooting arm, so I couldn't work for several months. Um, I had to go through, uh, my physical recovery was a full-time job. I did a hyperbaric oxygen therapy where I was in this chamber for an hour and a half a day, getting pressurized oxygen fed into me to help uh, reduce the swelling of the brain. Yep. And even things like that, like um, I would be in this chamber with up to six people, and there's people in there with Lyme's disease or, or other you know, life-debilitating diseases, and so that gave me gratitude. I got to know these people because I was in there for 50 days, um, or 50 times, just saying that, and uh, <laughs> felt like 50 days. You know, I wondered why you disappeared for a couple of months. <laughs> yes, well, they just, won't. We just can't, kidding. Yeah, we, they won't let us bring our cell phones into, and uh, so we had no communication, cut off from the outside world. Um, but that gave me gratitude. You know, gratitude for my health, and also gratitude for life. You know, one of the things I realized is within a, a split second, the snap of a finger, my whole life changed. And just realizing, you know, I was grateful that I could walk away from it. Yep. I met someone else actually that had some brain injuries from a car accident, and she was and she was in doing hyperbaric oxygen, and she was a lot worse off and had a much longer road ahead of her too. And uh, so that, yeah, it's just I, I started really having gratitude for my health and. Uh, and the things that, you know, became, we, I just, I think a lot of us take our health for granted. You know, we're walking around and, and us share our lives for granted. And then all of a sudden something like this happens. And here I am, you know, uh, about 18, 19 months later, and my life has been forever changed. Mm. You know, there's a long process of, you know, I recovered as much as I can recover physically. Um, but there's certain things that I'm, you know, just going to be the way they are for the rest of the life, my, rest of my life as far as vision issues, uh, memory issues, the hearing um, still dealing with some things in my back, you know, so I'm not able to do things like exercise like I used to. And, um, and so, but also taking a step forward with that, you know, where I had more gratitude for the experience was that a couple months later after doing all these things, I and mean, I was trying to do as much as I could to reduce the swelling of my brain, um, left on its, to its own devices, it could take up to two years. And it was just causing so many problems. Like I said, the vision, the hearing, the, the thought focus, um, agitation. I'm like, I can't live like this for two years. And so I'm doing all these things. And I was still, you know, the accident happened in July, that December, I was still, um, as she started dealing with some major depression, I dealt with depression different times in my life, it seemed to come in worse then, um, and dealing with these issues. And that forced me, I don't say forced me, but that led me down a path to discover a lot about nutrition and how, and how we take care of ourselves and how that impacts our brains. And so that's another area I was grateful for because as a result of learning all this, I realized that, like, again, talking about agitation and annoyance, mm-hmm. um, I realized that certain foods cause that. It's not, you know, that I was drugging myself and, and w- with what I was eating daily, and that was causing me to be agitated most of my life. Sure. It was just the way it was being processed through your brain, 
and the chemical the chemical changes in your brain. We're at a at a break point here, um, and we will come back and we'll talk more about this. And we're going to talk a little bit um, more about uh, the combination of resentment and impatience. Um, and then we're going to use that as a springboard to talk a little bit about the things that you're doing now and the gratitude, uh, the, how gratitude has kind of funneled you in that direction and what you get from them. We'll be back in two minutes with Dave Katz and me at Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Stick around. up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What if you could save 55% or more on your TV advertising? We're Higher Power Marketing, and we can probably save you at least 55% on your TV ad buys. Don't believe me? That's okay. Just go to hpowermarketing.com and see and hear real success stories from real clients. Then ask us to show you how we can save you money, too. Go to hpowermarketing.com. That's hpowermarketing.com. Exceptional media for less. That's hpowermarketing.com. If you think half of your company's advertising is working, but you're not sure which half, we can help. We're Higher Power Marketing, and we help our clients identify which advertising works and which is wasting their money. And then we fix what's broken so they can get more bang from their advertising buck. If you're not sure which half of your advertising is working, call Higher Power Marketing for help at 800-300-9124. That's 800-300-9124. Become a member of voiceamerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You're tuned in to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Reach out to us with questions and comments at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or connect with Peter via email. The address is businessrules at hpowermarketing.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. My guest this week, the countdown expert, Dave Katz. That's right. (laughs) Dave is a video producer, animal lover, tech geek, and overall grateful dude. So Dave's gone through quite a bit, and we were talking uh, about some of the the things um, that uh, you went through and the choices you made and the gratitude you felt, as well as some of the, you know, some of the more wiggly things uh, that happened after your uh, car accident from nearly two years ago. Um, shifting gears a little bit, um, what role did um, resentment and impatience play uh, during that time, were you know how how did how did those things come across 
I know you talked about the fact that you you know you didn't jump out of the car and start beating on the kid, um, which is a good thing. Um, but I mean, you know, you know, where where did resentment and um, and impatience show up, and what did you know? What was the the trigger point, the recognition point, that forced you to stop or or enabled you to stop and say, wait, I don't want to be doing this, and and you found gratitude as a as a pathway instead. Hmm, that's a good question. I, you know, thinking about that, I don't know if as much. Well, no, probably resentment too. Um, impatience was a big one. Um, <clears throat> you were you were with me actually um, when we were at the retreat. We there's a spiritual retreat that we we yeah. both attend, and um, at the time I had been going to a neurologist. So I this was this was what about a month and a half after the accident. Uh, my neurologist started me on this medication that um, it was designed for uh, people with uh, the early onset of Alzheimer's or dementia to help heal my brain. And, and I have ADD, so it might help with that, too. And it's a medication that you slowly ramp up on. Mm-hmm. And I've been on it for about two weeks. And uh, I remember one night we were leaving the retreat camp. Yeah. at a campground. We were staying at a hotel in town about 20 minutes away. Right. And I was driving that year. And um, all of a sudden, I was having really big issues with night vision. I, I could not see clearly. And yep. it just freaked me out. <laughs> um, and so I started projecting. I started getting resentful at that point. It's like, oh, my God, I'm going to become blind. Or I think part of it, too, is that um, – well, back to sort of a gratitude tie-in, too, is I, as I had this experience and I started asking, you know, God, higher power for help, people would – I would be connected with people that were dealing with the sim- similar things some of my brain injuries. Yeah. Um, there was a f- guy that we both knew f- from 20-some years ago, I think, that moved out of the con- no, out of, out of town. He lived in California. And I saw a post on Facebook one day that he had been dealing with injuries actually from concussions from playing soccer, but dealing with a lot of the same things. So yep. him and I talked and were able to help each other. And then there was this other woman I knew that had a brain injury from a fall like a year before. And so she told me she hadn't, still hadn't been able to drive at night as a result of her injury. Right. And so hearing that, you know, yeah, there was resentment, panic, fear, impatience. Um, but then I was able to reconnect. Um, actually, it just, uh, I'd say as a God's thing, being at a, a spiritual retreat was mm-hmm. the perfect place for me to be right then. Um, and the next day, I, th- I think I was actually leading a session at this retreat, and I got to share about my experience with that. And... Actually, I think I was talking about the gratitude that day too. So <laughs> that was the, uh, the I was leading a gratitude meditation that that year, I believe. Uh huh. And uh, yeah, so there you go. I was able to, because of the way that was set up, that we you know within 24 hours, I was able to put that out there and have gratitude for that um, for that experience. And then you know, fast forwarding, um, fortunately, through other people in my life, not just my neurologist, I, I was able to determine it was the medication that was causing the issue. Um, and got off the medication, and then my vision started to return back to where it was before it got really bad. So I was able to get gratitude for that, too. But that's the thing, too. It's like I find the faster I'm able to get to gratitude, a lot of times I'm able to see uh, answers or solutions where I can't see those if I'm in resentment. Or at least I can't see healthy ones, I, I should say, yeah, <laughs> or, or productive ones that are going to make the situation better. Because yeah. I can build all kinds of pictures. I mean, I joke around, um, or I should say, I often say lightheartedly that I'm able to uh, build a storyline, full-length feature film, like Dr. Zhivago full-length feature film, or you know, a Leo Tolstoy War and Peace-length novel, just like that. And... And 
and you let me go for even a few more seconds, and I can have an entire series. And I binge watch it to, you know, to use mentality that we have in today's digital world. Um, and it, I end up crucifying myself, <clears throat> which is you know, one of the worst things that I can do for myself. But it's, um, it's one of those things where, again, um, it's, a, it's a, a choice thing. And um, you know, the gift that, that I've gotten from all of this work is that um, I'm pretty quick now, or at least quicker, to see that there's another way to look at it. And, um, you know, and, and that's, I think, uh, what you're talking about as far as, uh, you know, working through resentment and realizing it's like, oh, yeah, that's the poison picture. And, and then there's, there's the picture of, um, I guess, for lack of a better term, peace. You know, an element, a word you used earlier, serenity. Which Being is, happy, joyous, and free. Yeah. Better, better chance of that with, with that picture as opposed to the one that the ego um, will, will create. So, And let's, let's talk about happy, joyous, and free and serenity and prosperity. Um, and, and I don't mean prosperity necessarily, monetarily speaking, um, because there have been times in my life um, in the past 20 years, um, 18, 19 years um, in recovery, where I've had pretty significant financial question marks, for lack of a, of a better term. And I've still found myself um, to have some element of peace. Um, you've built uh, a pretty cool set of different things that you do, um, which are very much uh, a part of your passions, um, from video production and photography uh, to, you know, doing things that are in and around and oriented toward uh, pets and their owners. Talk a little bit about, about those things in your life today. Sure. Well, first with uh, Bullseye Video and Photo, which is my main business, um, you know, I've been, I, I've worked in and out of video and television for, you know, 25 years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and I enjoy, you know, one of the things I really enjoy about that on the video side uh, is doing testimonials, interviewing um, my clients' clients. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, I've done that for about 17 years and uh, interviewed a few hundred people over, the, over that course. And it's really great because the, when I'm hired to do that, I'm usually capturing just great stories you know, and, and just heartfelt stories from these people. It could be anything with having their experience on having their carpets clean to mm-hmm. um, someone finding, helping them find a home or, you know, to healing a health issue. And uh, and just to, you know, I, I'm really grateful to be a, I guess, part of the conduit in capturing that and putting it together to help share it with the rest of the world. Um, and then, you know, the, so that's one of the big things that stands out as far as the video side, um, the photography, you know, uh, I, as I said earlier, I've had ADD for a long time, so I do a lot of different things. And, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, for, well, for video and photography, but for photography, events, um, people, you know, families, as we talk about pets, food, real estate, products, uh, you name it, I've probably photographed it. And uh, with some of those things like events is another thing, too, is being there to capture moments um, that are going to last a lifetime, you know, uh, 
as you're familiar too, I, I had something, a very different experience a couple weeks ago, and this was an experience for gratitude as well. I had a client that I worked with for a couple of years, and um, unfortunately her son, her oldest son, had passed from cancer mm-hmm. uh, at the age of 40 just a couple months ago. And they decided to do a celebration of life for him here. Right. And they invited friends and family. And, and I was just amazed because um, it was here in, in Scottsdale, but people came from as far away as like Seattle, California. And there was about 100 people that showed up um, for this. It was at the, the mother's home. And I was hired to take pictures and capture that moment, but also to um, do interviews with some of his friends and family members to get, you know, to put together a video um as a tribute to him. And so that was very powerful as well, too. It just, you know, along the ways I've been there for capturing the important lives, weddings, you know, births, the beginning of life, but then also now, you know, coming full circle and capturing, you know, the celebration of life. And and also just, you know, again, it was a situation I was so grateful to be at. It's like I met the individual and the person who had passed just once, actually, when I was shooting his sister's wedding a couple of years ago. Oh, okay. And, um, but just, so I didn't get to know him really. And, sure. and so I, I knew him so well by the end of this celebration of life and just could see, you know, he was just an amazing individual. And feel, to capture the love and, you know, and to hear that and have that shared with you, it was just, it was a really great experience. And so I enjoy that too, you know, um, back to pictures, you know, family photos. Um, uh, one of my clients I was talking to just yesterday about this and I photographed her, she has two young children. They're now I think three and four, but I, we did a, a shoot a couple years ago when they were, the other one was under one and the other one was two. And just talking about some of those pictures and she just, you know, gets all teary eyed and it's like, oh yeah, he's so cute back then. You know, he's grown up and he's this, this and this. And, <laughs> I love that one picture and, you know, and it's just, so it's just, it's a really great feeling to know that. And I, I do this with some of my stuff too. I look back, you know, the photography stuff I've been doing as a hobby since the eighties, but professionally for about 19 years and just looking back and having this visual history because my memory, I mean, especially now since the accent isn't as good, you know, <laughs> being before it wasn't that great and, uh, or, uh, you know, it, it was good, but, uh, but just going back and I have, you know, God, probably 50,000 images. Oh, my goodness. You know, I shoot on average about 10,000 a year and then go through and, you know, edit those down. And, uh, yeah, and being able to go back and see that and just, you know, uh, I guess seeing it sort of a legacy, too, and just seeing what I've helped to capture and preserve for people over the years. Um, So I really enjoy that, you know, within the bullseye video and photo. And then for potastic pictures, as you talked about, you know, I've been an animal lover my whole life. I've always loved animals um, and uh, had a lot over the years. Um, as, long as, I, as long as I'm able to, I, I've always had, you know, pets. And one of the big things, I have a lot of gratitude for animals uh, because they give unconditional love, you know. And uh, yeah. some more than others, but, you know, that's the one thing. It's like I, there's been times, and I think I've shared this with you, I love them more than people, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, you don't get a lot of the, the I, I very rarely found myself having resentments towards any animals. <laughs> I say rarely. So <laughs> there's this one situation that came yeah. up recently, actually. But, um, but and, and so for that, too, it's just I love the innocence. You know, it's also very interesting, too. Um, I used to be... Uh, Strangely enough, I used to be afraid of dogs for most of my life, and mm-hmm. it wasn't until my ex-wife got my first or our first Doberman, and this was back in the late '90s. And then after um, he was a puppy, and then we got separated a short time thereafter, and I ended up keeping the dog and raising him. Uh-huh. And after that, I just not being afraid of any dog. 
Can't and, imagine why. <laughs> well, you know, it's just one of those things um, because I, I did have a lot of fear. I mean, I'll tell you a quick story. The day we, um, against my my will, I went over with her to see the puppies, and the puppies were in a, a big like refrigerator box with the mom, and the mom could smell fear on me, oh. and she actually snapped. And if I hadn't fallen back, she would I would have gotten bit in the face. Uh-huh. And so I had a lot of fear even until the time we got him. Then we got him, and then just raising him. Um, you know, I, I only know about Dobermans, what people talk about the preconceived, you know, sure. these mean dogs. And he was the sweetest thing. And we, we play around and sometimes and I throw, he'd snarl and I throw my hand into his mouth and he would never bite down on me. Yep. Sounds like my dog. Yeah. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit different size wise, but same, same principle. The hopper. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, um, you know, I, I want to give you time um, because we are actually nearing the end of the show, which is just staggering how quickly the hour passes. Um, I want you to be able to tell people listening where they can find you online. We've got a couple of minutes, so I mean, I, you know, I don't want to completely, uh, completely short circuit the story on Pawtastic Pictures. So maybe integrate that into telling people where they can find you and, you know, start with Bullseye Video online and how, how that goes. Because, um, I mean, why wouldn't you want to have people reach out to you? Sure. Well, for Bullseye Video and Photo, um, the original name was actually Bullseye Video, so that's where the website is. It's uh, B-U-L-L-S-E-Y-E-V-I-D-E-O.com is the website. Um, it's also Bullseye Video on Facebook. On Instagram, actually, it's Bullseye Video Photo, um, so a little difference there. Uh-huh. Um, and I'll get to that reason in a second, too. We'll tie that in. And then for Pawtastic Pictures, um, P-A-W-T-A-S-T-I-C, and then Pictures, P-I-C-T-U-R-E-S. All right. Dot com. <laughs> um, and then also Pawtastic Pictures on Facebook and then uh, on Instagram as well. And Instagram is probably one of the best places to see some examples of that stuff. And then, you know, just um, I know one thing we talked about maybe covering um, – it's on a personal note, but it ties in a lot of the gratitude as well. I have an Instagram account that's Bullseye Video that was originally started for my business and became a personal motivational spread the the good message kind of uh, profile or, mm-hmm. or page instead. And so what happens, I stopped posting my work on there and I started posting different quotes I came across every day that were inspirational or that resonated with me and a lot of different things. And uh, it could be relationships, love, life, gratitude. And, um, and in, I have a lot of gr- gratitude for that page and the experience it's given me. Um, over the last couple of years, it's built up to, I'm actually, I got about 9,000 followers on there. And um, the one thing that's been amazing is I get messages, you know, now with the World Wide Web, it's really a really small world. <laughs> and so I have people I'm connecting with from as far away as India that write to me and thank me and express gratitude towards me for the things I post. Um, you know, so like I said, India, the last couple of days, I had a couple of people from the UK, actually, different parts, of course, in the United States. But just, you know, and to see these comments and in in this affirmation has just been very, uh, I have a lot of gratitude for it. And so. And gratitude is the name of the game for business rules today. And, uh, and sadly, we are out of time. Um, we may just have to continue the conversation. Thanks for tuning in and being with me and Dave Katz, my guest today on Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Have a great day, and we'll talk again next week. Thanks. Thanks.
Thank you for tuning in to Business Rules. Be sure to join Peter Feinstein for another enlightening program next Wednesday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a winning week.